The title of the message this morning is I Am Redeemed. I Am Redeemed. Somebody's going to get a taste of this in a minute. Y'all turn to Psalms 107 this morning. Psalms 107, starting in verse 1. O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Did y'all hear what that said? It said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now there's many ways you can live your life, amen? There's many ways you can can tell people about God. But one thing your life ought to tell everybody you come in contact with is that you are redeemed. I am redeemed this morning. I have joy because I know who holds my soul, who holds my future. And that word says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you're redeemed, you ought to say so. Are you redeemed? Amen. Are you bought with a price? That's what the Word tells us. It says we are bought with a price. And what was that price? I ain't going to just preach the Easter message to y'all this morning. I'm going to tell you something today that ought to put some joy in you. Y'all may look at me with sour faces right now, but before y'all leave here today, you're going to have something to shout about. Because see, this word says the redeemed ought to say that they are redeemed. The redeemed ought to have the words in their mouth that that tell everybody, I am redeemed. And you don't have to go say those words to somebody, but your life ought to speak it to them. They ought to look at you and know there is something different about Him. Why does He have joy in the midst of turmoil? Why does he have, why is he able to keep that smile on his face when there ain't nothing but devastation around him? You see, when you're redeemed, you have a hope that is outside of the, the actions that go on in this world. It's outside of any kind of consequences that may come upon you in this world because your hope is in another place. It's a higher place. It's a place that ought to, y'all ought to just be shouting right now. Y'all ought to get a taste of this, let me tell you, because I'm redeemed. Oh man, I just thought on this all night long. I am redeemed. Do y'all know what it means to be redeemed? Oh, look, you may think you do, but I'm going to tell you. Oh, I'm going to tell you what it means to be redeemed. Y'all ever read the book of Ruth? I ain't got time to read it all to you today, but it's short. It's only four chapters. So spend some time reading it. But what I want you to know before you go read it, I want you to know is that the book of Ruth is a picture of what Jesus did for you. You see, Boaz, Boaz was Ruth's kinsman. And you see, Ruth, if you haven't read it before, her husband died. And see, the tradition was then that the brother of the husband would take that wife and they would raise up a seed to keep on carrying on that dead husband's name. And you see, any, any debt she owed, anything that, that uh, she possessed also, became that nearest kinsman's possessions. 
But you see, He had to redeem it. It wasn't, it wasn't just a given that, that that's what was going to happen. So Ruth and Naomi traveled back to where they kind of originated from, the land of Judah. And they needed food. They needed provision. And it came about that they went to Boaz. See, Boaz was wealthy. Boaz had, had much. Just like somebody else I know. He had abundance. And you see, Ruth, as humble as she was, went and said, Look, I know you got these people out here picking all your crops. Can I just come along behind them and pick up whatever they leave? He said, Sure. And before you know it, Boaz said, No, that ain't good enough. What you need to do is you need to be picking right along with them. Just get all you want. But see, Ruth had had something else on her mind. You see, women in these days didn't didn't exactly have the best state in, in society. They were almost equivalent to slaves. Okay, so they, they really didn't have a voice for themselves. They couldn't really own anything, so to speak. They needed somebody in their life to speak up for them. Not only that, Ruth was young. She couldn't just go out and marry whoever. Alright? Because of the laws. So Ruth went to Boaz. Ruth said, look, you're, you're my kinsman. He said, yeah, but there's one closer. And let's go check with him first. So y'all, y'all just hang on, bear with me for a minute. I'm, I'm going to get you there. They went to this other kinsman. And see, Boaz went about it the right way, I think. First he started off and said, hey, you know, Naomi over there, which was Ruth's mother-in-law, you are the nearest kinsman. You can redeem her land if you want to. Well, this guy just said, oh yeah, I'll redeem it. But then he said, well, wait a minute. He said, not only do you have to do that, but she's got a daughter-in-law, Ruth, that you'll have to redeem also. And the guy said, wait a minute. No, I can't do that. You see, I've already got a wife. And he could have done it by the law, you see, but he, he then began to understand the price that this was going to cost him. You understand what I'm saying? You see, this nearest kinsman, the one that was closest, he, he understood something now that he didn't see before. First he was thinking, I'm going to get all this land cheap. Then he saw, oh, wait a minute, this is going to cost me more than I can pay. So see, Boaz said, all right, well, if you don't want to do it, there's these witnesses here. You, you just say, I'm not going to do it, and, and I will. See, Boaz became Ruth's kinsman redeemer. Now, what did that mean to Ruth? It meant that she now had an inheritance. It meant that her children now had an inheritance. It meant that she could have children again. It meant that she now had a place in Boaz's kingdom, you see? Now, I don't know what y'all think about that story. But that's straight out of the root, the book, the Bible, the Word. Why is that there? Well, you see, like I told you a while ago, that is a perfect picture of what Jesus came and did for us. See, Jesus paid a price that nobody else could pay. 
Just like that first kinsman, he, didn't, he couldn't afford it. He couldn't pay the price. Jesus came and paid a price nobody else could pay. Not only that, a price that nobody else would pay. You understand that? You see, that first kinsman probably could have decided, well, okay, I'm going to do it because they need help and I'll, I'll make the sacrifice. But the sacrifice was greater than he wanted to make too. You see, but Jesus came and paid a price nobody else could and nobody else would to redeem you. Now, what does it mean to be redeemed? I want you all to get this in your spirit today. I want you to understand what redemption is all about. Because this is the, this is the heart of why you're sitting here today. You see, redemption... No, hang on now. See, there was a debt that I owed. And what was that debt? Well, you see, I had sin in my life. I was a sinner. I still am a sinner, by the way. But I owed a debt I couldn't pay. Now, here's the cool thing, okay? Have y'all ever borrowed money from somebody? And then at some point they said, tell you what, don't worry about it. Don't worry about paying me back. Well, you know, that feels kind of good, but for the rest of your life, you're always thinking, I wonder if they're kind of holding that against me. Things just never are quite the same, are they? You know, they did an awesome thing. They forgave the debt you owed them, but it's just not quite the same ever between you again. See, our debt wasn't just canceled. Understand that now. Our debt wasn't canceled. Our debt was paid. You see the difference. I want you to understand this because, you see, when I borrow money, if I was to go to Johnny and borrow $100, and then two weeks from now, a month, whatever, how long it took me to scrounge up $100, and I went back to Johnny and said, Johnny, here's $100 I owe you. I don't owe Johnny anything anymore. You see? I no longer owe him anything. And there's not any bad blood between us. He doesn't ever look at me and say, you know, that sorry devil could have at least tried to pay me something. Yeah, I forgave his debt, but you know, he could have at least offered to pay something back. No, I paid him. We're even. There's no... There's no loss there, no emotional uh, thing going on where, where I, you know, he's thinking maybe he ought to still pay me something even though I forgave his debt. You see, that's, that's what happened. When, when Jesus paid our price, that debt was settled. Amen. Somebody didn't go write it off the books, no. What does it say on the books? What it says is debt paid in full. Amen. You see, there's a difference there, ain't there? Jesus paid that debt. He settled our account. Y'all remember that old song? The old account was settled long ago. Like that account was settled. It was finalized. The balance is zero. You know what that means? The next time Satan comes to you and starts reminding you of how bad you were, all the th- terrible things you did, you can look at him and say, Satan, that debt was paid. I don't owe you anything. You see, if it was just forgiven or, or canceled 
there would always be that thought in your mind, well, you know, I did do that, and I do kind of owe something for it. And maybe, maybe Jesus, maybe I'm still going to hell. It's paid. It's paid. Zero balance. You understand that? Zero balance. It's paid. I don't owe anything. You say, well, what about tomorrow? Well, yeah, I'm, I may see him tomorrow. It don't matter. It's paid. Amen. Jesus' price was abundant. You ever went and overpaid for something and say, well, just put it on my tab? See, it's covered. He didn't pay for what you'd already done. Most of you wasn't here already, right? How could he have done that? Unless he paid above and beyond what was expected. Think about that now. See, he was a perfect, absolutely perfect sacrifice. Perfect. That's what the law required. Without spot or with blemish. Perfect. Above and beyond any any sheep you could find that you thought looked good. That's what we were redeemed with. Are you redeemed? Man, come on now. Are you redeemed? Listen, this ought to be, you ought to be going home today saying, I am redeemed. Oh, thank God, I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Listen, y'all just need to say it with me. I am redeemed. Listen, you ought to just, man, you ought to be bubbling up inside. Listen, the Holy Ghost ought to just be touching you right now and saying, you are redeemed. You are redeemed. Man, I tell you what, I can't say it enough. I begin to think about how how much of a vile, wretched sinner I am. Especially what I was. Y'all may look at me and say, well, that boy probably ain't done nothing real bad in his entire life. Well, I don't want to tell you what I've done. I'm ashamed of the things I've done. Just because you don't know about them don't make them any better. Alright? But I was redeemed. That that price was paid. And I tell you what, I hate that he had to pay such a high price. But he paid it anyway. He paid the price. Done. What did Jesus say on the cross? He said, it is finished. I don't owe you anything else. It's finished. He went into hell. Conquered the grave. Talked about this last week. The grave was overwhelmed. Because of the price he paid. Satan didn't know what was coming. He's not omnipotent, y'all. He's not omniscient. He don't know everything. He thought he won. And the grave was overwhelmed. Do y'all realize that when Jesus died on the cross that, that there were graves just broken open? People rose from the dead and walked around. Did y'all know that? You probably missed that in reading your Bible. But I'm going to tell y'all today, the grave was overwhelmed. Amen. There was it wasn't just Jesus that rose from the dead. There was many others because of the power that was released when that sacrifice was prayed. Oh, I'm redeemed this morning. I am redeemed because the Son of God, the only perfect one, died for me. But not only did He die. Listen, that ain't what it's all about. 
Anybody could die. I told you this last week. Anybody can hang on the cross and die. But He laid it down and He picked it up again because He was the Son. He was the Son of God. He had the power over life and death and the grave. There wasn't nothing that could hold Him because He had the power to do it. He had the... He had the resources to pay that price, to redeem you from your sin. Oh, I'm redeemed. There ain't nothing sweeter. When you get a taste of that and you understand what it means to be one of His. You see, Boaz had to care something about Ruth. Or he wouldn't have bothered. Oh, man, I'll tell you all what. You start understanding that and you understand what it means to be redeemed. You understand how much He cared about you. Oh man, I'm going to tell y'all. Y'all don't understand how much God loves you. You don't. If you're still sitting there not thinking I'm going to say redeemed because because He's telling me to, you don't understand how much God loves you. You don't understand. And I, I hate to even say I do. I just get a little taste of it every now and then begin to get a glimpse of what it was He did. I used to wonder all the time, some of of y'all have, you know, I get to sometimes just thinking too much. And I start kind of questioning the things I believe. And you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because every time I question it, it gets straightened out for me. But I begin to question, you know, if He was the Son of God, He knew everything, He knew what was coming, why was it such a big deal for Him to die on the cross when He knew He was going to be standing at the right hand of the Father? No big deal. What is he, He's not losing anything. He's not giving up anything. What, what's such a big deal about that? But you know what God showed me? It wasn't what He gave up. It wasn't that the how that price measured up to what his capacity was. It didn't have anything to do with that. What it had to do with was he paid a price that nobody else could. Amen. You understand that now. Amen. It don't matter what his capacity was to pay the price. It don't matter how much of a sacrifice to him it was. It's what was it to you? Because see, you were dead. You were in a, in a dying world. You had no hope. But the King of Kings. You see, oh, y'all wait a minute, listen. It wasn't no sweat for Boaz to redeem Ruth. He had abundance. He had abundance. He didn't need Ruth. He didn't need to take on her additional whatever she had. He had abundance. He didn't do it for him. It wasn't the sacrifice to him that mattered. It was the sacrifice to Ruth. See, from her perspective, she was so low compared to Boaz. Man, just him giving the the food to her was amazing. But he went above and beyond and redeemed her. Oh, y'all, come on now. Get a taste of this and understand. It don't matter where he was, it's where were you. He pulled you out of the pit, out of the mud and the mire, and set your feet on a rock and established your goings. That's what Psalms 40 tells you. Oh, I'm redeemed. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. 